Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. In the battle against anti-Semitism and hate, our workplaces can be difficult places to navigate. In recent years, thanks to a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion on the part of many companies, some of the issues have been remedied. But we have a distance to go to make sure that all voices are heard, especially the Jewish voice, which often feels left out. To help us understand the landscape, the problems in workplaces, and what can be done about it, I have asked Liz Fososik to join me. She is ADL's National Director of Workplace Education Programs. Welcome, Liz, to from the front lines. Thank you so much, Scott. Excited to be here. So when we talk about anti-Semitism in the workplace, can you give us some examples of what that looks like? A lot of times when we talk about anti-Semitism in the workplace, people are picturing those larger scale events such as a physical assault or, you know, a swastika on a building. But a lot of what we're seeing is more uh, smaller incidents which are happening that go unrecognized or unacknowledged. So we see things such as microaggressions, which are those little meta supposed to be compliments, but actually have an, an underlying sentiment such as, oh, well, you know, Carol can handle this because Jews are good with money. Or we see inequitable out-of-office policies. We see, you know, hostility over geopolitics. So something happens with the Israeli government and all of a sudden Jewish employees are expected to speak on behalf of it or held responsible for it. And then just general harassment that happens, which might be in the form of jokes or things, or people don't think it's a big deal. Um, But a lot of it is those smaller incidents that really add up and create a hostile work environment for Jewish people. The listeners of this show know that I often talk about the pyramid of hate and the importance of stopping stereotypes and microaggressions at the bottom of the pyramid before they can build into discrimination and, and ultimately violence. So what what is the scope of the problem we're discussing here? Is it widespread or are there just a few isolated examples? It is widespread. Uh, so when we're looking at, you know, when we look at national data, for example, when we see the EEOC, when it's reporting, you know, that there were over 2,000 religious discrimination um, incidents reported to the EEOC. First thing is a lot of times people aren't recognizing that being Jewish is more than just a religious identity. So we see that it's also a cultural identity, it's an ethnic identity, and so sometimes there's not actually a category when it's not related to religious. Um, And that also, when we're looking at data, that also depends on people reporting. So we know that it goes far beyond what we're seeing in our ADL data, you know, anti-Semitism is, or business establishments are the fifth most popular place that it's happening, or frequent place that it's happening, so really understanding that the data is skewed and it relies on people reporting. When people are afraid of retaliation or repercussions in their workplace and beyond, they're not going to report those incidents. Or when, you know, they're reporting it to someone at the the company who doesn't actually understand anti-Semitism or what that looks like, it can go unaddressed. So let's talk about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. What is it and, and what does it seek to do in the workplace? Yeah, so DEI is a broad field. We're hearing a lot of it more in the last few years, but it's really oriented on creating inclusive workplaces. So it can be everything from offering inclusivity training on unconscious bias. 
it could be creating more equitable out-of-office policies. So, you know, for example, for those of Jewish identity, it's making sure that we're not scheduling something on a major Jewish holiday or other religious holiday that's not a Christian holiday. Um, and so it's, it's all of those little things of creating an inclusive culture um, and the broad scope of that and how we put that together. So it's been it's happening on an ad hoc basis, but we've seen it vamp up a lot more in recent years. Certainly. And, you know, let's put this together. How well do the DEI professionals in companies where they, they have them, how well do they handle anti-Semitism in the workplace? It's not always great. Um, we do get incident reports or people are just not reporting because they're afraid of repercussions. But a lot of times it's a no fault to the DEI person because they're not aware of, you know, this is what anti-Semitism actually looks like. And they're not provided the education or the capacity to include that in their DEI strategies. So it's really important to, to, to recognize that the broader scope of that that's happening. All right, so let's get specific about that. Why is the Jewish experience often left out of DEI? Uh, is, it, is it just because they're not aware of, of what anti-Semitism is, or is it something broader? Yeah, it's a, it's a series of different reasons. The one that we see most often we'll hear is, well, it's not as important as other things that are happening. It's not as important as this ism or that ism. And when we get into comparing the importance of the different isms, where, whether it's anti-Semitism, ableism, ageism, racism, then we're putting marginalized groups against each other. So what we need to be thinking is that regardless of what it actually looks like and what identity group we're targeting, it all stems for hate, from hate. So if we help this group but not that group, we're not actually going to eradicate the problem. Just really making sure that we're addressing all forms and that anti-Semitism has a seat at the table. Okay, so we've kind of laid out the problem, but um, maybe let's take some time to discuss some of the solutions. So first of all, what is ADL doing about the issue of making sure that the Jewish voice is present in DEI efforts? We're really excited. We have a variety of different initiatives and things to do. Uh, one of the first is that we want to support our national our Jewish employees. So ADL has a National Jewish Employee Resource Group Network. So when we hear about those resource groups, which are, you know, can occur at companies and are to really help bring a voice to a, a people who aren't noticed, this brings them together from across the nation so they can talk about what's happening at their community. We can provide them education and support so they can help be more effective in advocating for this. We have a no-cost 45-minute on-demand module, Anti-Semitism 101 for the Workforce. Place. So it's an interactive module that anyone can register for and take so they can learn more about what's happening there. And then we're really excited, as a lot of people know, that the U.S. just announced its national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. So working with the White House as well, when we look at, you know, the first pillar that includes better anti-Semitism education and training for DEI. So making sure that we're creating awareness of the issue as well as opportunities to be proactive in addition to being reactive. Will we see it. Yeah, and I know I personally do a lot of these kinds of trainings in corporations. It's very important and very well received. I think uh, the groups that I speak to are, are quite diverse and people are, are particularly interested in this issue. It's, it's perhaps uh, a voice on this issue that uh, they don't know so much about. Uh, how can people find the, uh, the information that you're referencing? 
Absolutely. There's two different ways that you can go about signing it. The first one is you can go to our website, www.adl.org backslash ADL at work. So that is one way to get you there. Um, it's also, you can find it linked on our main page. So if you go to the taking action page, you can see bring, you can see bring ADL to your workplace. Another way that you can do it is by reaching out to your local ADL office. So while we're doing things on a national scale, our regional and divisional ADL offices are doing amazing work and additional programming. So reaching out to them directly as well to see what's happening uh, throughout the country. That's great. And I will put a link to uh, ADL at Work in the show notes so people can easily access it. So uh, if listeners are particularly concerned that their company is not doing enough about anti-Semitism in the workplace uh, and they want to bring in the Jewish voice uh, along with other DEI efforts, maybe some tips about how they can approach their DEI professional or the head of the company or, or who should they even approach? different allies obviously talk to your dei person but think about where the power lies you know people have titles and things but the power may not always lie so if there are other jewish employees at your workplace connect with them or also look at we have these amazing employee resource groups and while we recognize that you know being jewish is one piece of an identity that's we have a lot of different identities so working with your fellow employee resource groups or other marginalized groups at your workplace to bring attention to it and making sure that while we're bringing attention to anti-Semitism, we're also bringing attention to the other isms and we're supporting their efforts. So really creating a network and recognizing that we shouldn't be competing with each other um, for acknowledgement and space and resources, but how do we work together as a collective whole? And you bring up a really good point. Uh, the emergence of employee resource groups is, is something relatively new. And the idea of a Jewish resource employee resource group is also relatively new. And that, that could also be uh, a step that uh, Jewish employees can take uh, in order to uh, eventually get to the point where their voice is, uh, is bigger within companies. Absolutely. ADL has a really great uh, guide on ADL at work because a lot of times we're hearing of, well, we don't do religious employee resource groups, so, you know, the Jewish identity doesn't qualify. But as we know, that the Jewish identity is, is a cultural, ethnic, religious identity, so it goes far beyond just the religious aspect of it. So this resource is great in helping provide the language and the framing for why and Jewish um, employee resource group deserves a seat at the table as well. We're nearing the end of the show, but I have one final question. Tell us about you. What led you to become an expert on workplace concerns, especially as it pertains to anti-Semitism? Um, I have to say, as, as generic as it seems, it's just watching in my professional career, in my K-12, through in my higher education, the, the inequities along the way that often go unnoticed or ignored. So, you know, for example, I, you know, have my best friend at, at one of my jobs... Her boss thought it was funny to, she, she's Jewish, and her boss thought it was funny to just make little jokes about how she was going to convert her to Catholicism and things. And it grew really exhausting, and she was afraid of that power dynamic. She was afraid of moving forward, and so she didn't say anything, and it created a toxic work environment that partially inspired her to leave. So it's, it's things such as that. It's, you know... I identify as a woman, so, you know, finding out that my salary was less than somebody else who identified as a man when I had more credentials and things. So it's really 
really being a part of the system and, you know, receiving the disadvantages of it, but also contributing to it because we know things are systemic and we do a lot of things reinforcing this without realizing. So I really just want to make work an awesome place for people to be. We spend a lot of time there. So I think it's really important to make sure that we're addressing these. Liz, thank you for bringing this very important issue to light for our audience and, and for all you do every day to fight anti-Semitism and all forms of hate in the workplace. And, and of course, thanks for being on today's show. Excellent. Thank you so much, Scott. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good.